In terms of the magnitude of loss, there is much that heartbreak shares with grief, but with one central difference. Unlike the bereaved, the heartbroken must contend with the feeling of personal rejection, a feeling that cuts right to the place where we are most vulnerable, to the quiet voice inside us all that asks, am I lovable? And the very person you would usually look to for reassurance is the one that has made you feel that you're not. Heartbreak relegates you to a place of the seemingly unwanted and unloved, and with it goes your power. Old pain, sometimes stretching back to childhood, can rear its head in times of rejection, further diminishing your sense of worth and self-esteem. Given this context, it's no wonder that you're spending heroic amounts of mental energy trying to rectify the situation, trying to make it stop by ruminating on all manner of possible scenarios in an attempt to restore a sense of self-worth, punish your heartbreaker, or try to make them love you again. Love is such a powerful motivator that it has been likened to the rush of taking cocaine. Love releases a flood of dopamine, and the loss of it can leave the heartbroken behaving like drug addicts in search of their next fix. You think you're done with them, but then they throw you a bone or a crumb, and you're back where you started, grabbing your car keys and driving right over. And the hit is all the stronger if the crumbs are thrown intermittently. The fluctuating dopamine hits of early courtship, do they, don't they love me, are mirrored in the torturous dynamic of heartbreak. One unexpected text message in the dead of night saying they miss you and the dopamine rushes in, compelling you to cling on. Heartbreak has long been the subject of songs and novels, but science has largely ignored it in favour of examining the process of falling in love. The lack of guidance from the psychological and scientific community has left the heartbroken to deal with a catastrophic experience of epic proportions with pat phrases like, there are plenty more fish in the sea, or you'll find someone else, which are completely off-key. When you are betrayed and heartbroken, the last thing on your mind is getting back in the saddle or falling in love again, yet never in human history has it been easier to do just that. The social revolution of internet dating has created a fast-paced, casual approach to romantic relationships. Take the dating site Ashley Madison, whose tagline reads, Life is short, have an affair. They have an estimated membership of 75.9 million worldwide, with nearly 400,000 new accounts opened every month, indicating a mind-blowing amount of infidelity. There is some consensus that infidelity occurs in approximately one quarter of all marriages and monogamous relationships and is the biggest predictor of relationship breakdown and divorce, ahead of incompatibility, falling out of love, addiction and abuse. And the fallout doesn't end there. In 1990s Japan, doctors in accident and emergency noticed anomalies in some patients who were presenting with heart attacks but showing unexpected patterns of injury and recovery. Scans showed an odd shape to the heart, which doctors noted was similar to the shape of pots used to trap octopuses. This led to the condition being named Taco Subo syndrome. Taco, 
octopus, subo, pot. Brought on by stressful and sudden events, such as hearing bad news, financial disaster, unexpected loss, a fierce argument or even a surprise birthday party, Taco Subo syndrome, aka broken heart syndrome, has no biological root cause. Its symptoms, however, are indistinguishable from a heart attack, chest pain, shortness of breath, and electrocardiogram abnormalities. Yet, beyond the octopus pot shapeshift of the heart, there are no other physical signs or arterial obstructions. And unlike the more life-threatening cardiac arrest, recovery is usually quick.